Welcome to AFCON with Clive podcast in partnership with Breeze Travel and Safaris, your trusted travel experts. Ready for your next adventure? Call us at plus 256-772-587273 or 0414-253255 or 0751-043066. Now, let's explore the thrilling world of African football with Clive. La Côte d'Ivoire inspirante d'hospitalité reçoit l'Afrique. Jour de fête. Hello and welcome to the AFCON with the Clive podcast. I'm still here in Abidjan. On this episode, I do talk to a Ugandan, Amos Okecha, who lives and works in this country. He shares with us his experience over the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations, what caught his eyes and what memories uh, he goes away with. But we also share our thoughts uh, on the 2027 Africa Cup of Nations that Uganda, Kenya and Tanzania will be hosting. <laughs> Yes, Amosa, I don't know whether I should start by saying congratulations. You've been a huge advocate of uh, Ivory Coast uh, winning the Africa Cup of Nations at home. How is the feeling? I think the feeling was very ecstatic. Uh, I mean, it was truly deserved. Uh, they played very well and uh, it has been a struggle. And I think the feelings were shared across uh, the country. It was a joyous moment for everybody in Cotiva. Mm. Yes, you're one of uh, the few foreigners, Ugandan to be specific, living and working in Ivory Coast. First of all, you've been part of the whole process of uh, the preparations that we eventually deliver the Africa Cup of Nations. How was it? before and uh, as we led up to, to the competition? I think before, uh, emphasis mainly was on infrastructure. And uh, I think initially the government just made sure that they put the emphasis in infrastructure in terms of the stadia and the joining roads especially and uh, how people moved around. You've seen mm, a couple of new bridges. True. And then once that was in place, uh, then the next, of course, was to, to speed up uh, the, the, the funds. Mm. Uh, luckily enough, the Ivorians love football. Uh, so doing that was, was very, very easy. And it's the first, uh, I think it's the first time it's being hosted in Cordiva. Second so, time. Second actually. time, yes. The masses were really looking forward to, to the tournament. Was there any kind of mobilization that was had uh, or done? Because for me, this is the first Africa Cup of Nations, uh, first of all, where you have home fans turning up for games even where their national teams are not playing. Um, in the past, the few I've covered, when the host nation is not in action, the stadiums are empty. We averaged uh, at least uh, 15 to 16,000 spectators in the stadiums out there especially games that uh, Cordova were in play, apart from the 2 p.m. games. Uh, but moving forward, the 5 p.m. games and the 8 p.m. games, we really had numbers standing up. Uh, did government mobilize people or it just goes back to them uh, being a football mad uh, fans? It's two ways. One is that the organizing committee did mobilize people quite well in advance, but also they went an extra line to demonstrate that they were ready in terms of, and most people were going to, the, to, to filling up the stand because this was their first time to go to the stand. Most of the stadiums are actually new, uh, except the current one here in uh, in, in, in the which was also redone, so, <laughs> so everyone looks, looks new to, to seeing something new, and 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 the experience was good. Uh, so mm. people went back a second time and a third time, and uh, the, the more Cordova remained in the in play, the more it became exciting for the local for the locals to, to watch the matches. Mm. Yeah, what are some of the takeaways from you? As a football fan, which I'll later ask you as a Ugandan, but as a football fan, what are some of um, the things that uh, 
you go away with from this AFCON? I think number one is we must have trust in local coaches. Uh, and I think Odivas demonstrated that. And most of the other countries that have performed, I think local coaches need to be given a bit of uh, of support by the local federations. Uh, of course, number two, of course, is the funds. Uh, funds are the ones who make up the tournament. So if you get the funds in and make it a bit affordable, then that that that, that works well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in terms of um, preparations, you as an individual, what memories do you go away with? from this Africa Cup of Nations. Some people are saying it has been the most entertaining. Some people are saying that probably it has produced the best goals. I don't know what you, as Amos, you go away with. No, I think it has been the most entertaining in the sense that uh, most of the big teams that were expected to go further did not make it. Mm. And then, of course, there were new teams, uh, new countries that were playing very good football. For example, Cup Card uh, played very entertaining football. We had Mauritania uh, playing very entertaining football. So I think it was very, uh, I mean, it was not a given because most of the time we thought the top two teams would go through the groups. You could see Ghana moved out and wait for them to qualify in that group. They didn't. So I think it was a very exciting tournament. Well, we also got information actually that uh, the government will be appreciating uh, the coach, Emasify, uh, with 150,000 euros. The players are going to be appreciated with um, 76,000 euros each. And uh, all of them are actually going to be getting a villa in Abidjan that is also worth uh, 76,000 euros something that I feel is uh, remarkable and uh, commendable. I mean, you talk about the Cameroonian team that uh, reached the quarterfinals of uh, the World Cup in 1994 and uh, shockingly, up to date, some of them, if not all of them, have never received uh, the houses that uh, the current president who is still in charge, Paul Bia, uh, promised them. Some of them have died. Uh, their families are still uh, waiting uh, for the president or government uh, to go out there and uh, actually uh, make his promise come true. We hope uh, this uh, will probably come true with the way the ex President uh, Alassane Utaara was excited, especially at the stadium. I believe that uh, his people in government do deliver. No, definitely. I think government will, will keep its promise, uh, and it's, it's the government that keeps its promises. Uh, you, if you compare with the other countries, not that much, but it's it's important for them to keep because they are going to ride on to the success of the team for, for, for political purposes. So, so, and I think the government has enough resources to meet that uh, that offer, and I'm very certain they will, they will do it in the shortest time possible. Okay, do you want the advocates that I massify? Should be given a permanent contract. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I think I think he really, really deserves it, and that's why I think he was named the, the, the best coach of the tournament. Mm. Uh, seeing how much he changed the team, I think he he deserves it absolutely. Yes, sir, Amosta. Let's turn our attention to 2027. Of course, before 2027, you have Morocco in 2025, which is uh, next year. But um, uh, probably the point of interest here is uh, East Africa, Uganda, Kenya, and Tanzania are getting ready to host uh, the 2027 Africa Cup of Nations. With what you've seen here in uh, in Ivory Coast, you were recently back home for, for holiday. How far away are we from being ready to welcome or host Africa in 2027? I think in terms of preparation, I think we are, in terms of infrastructure, we are ready. Uh, we have just redone the airport. We have two stadia uh, that can play. We have one. No, there's, there's Nachivon and there's Nambole and, and we have many years from 2027. But 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 Not I think many. I think three years yeah, away. Yeah, Nambol is ready. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Nachivo is ready. So and I think Fisher tough. Yeah, 
I, I think we're ready. I think we're ready. But I think the issue is not. I, I think the issue goes beyond that. Mm. You get the point. I think the issue is: Do we have a team that can play and reach uh, that make that success beyond the group stages? Number one. Number two. Do we have fans who are willing to go and watch other teams play? Mm. And I, for me, to me, I think that that's yeah. the, really the biggest issue. I, I was before we even look at the team. Of course, the team will always be assembled. You believe that the team will always be assembled. For me, the issue is: uh, You're one of the people who think that we still have time. It is three years away, yes. and we probably don't know which members make up the local organizing committee. Because personally, I believe it is probably from there that then we can say we shall soon hit the ground a rolling. Recently, we had the State Minister for Sports, Peter Gwang, and a few government officials are visiting the grounds in Hoima, where they plan to have at the other stadium that we'll be having for the for the tournament. And of course, uh, the airports will soon be operational. But for me, the issue is um, the team on ground, because it is also three countries, the Ugandan team on ground, the Kenyan team on ground, the Tanzanian team on ground. The teams on ground, for me, I think it's high time probably we go to know who is in charge and who is doing what because you feel then you're sure that we are moving in the in the right direction but with three years to go we are yet to probably get to see or know all these people unless you're telling me they are doing work in the background first i assume that by the time they did the joint bid uh, they had already done a lot of work get the point because mm-hmm. i think the most difficult bit is getting the bid ready get the mm-hmm. point and agreeing as as joint bidders that uh, this is what each person what will bring on the table mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, one none of those countries has the ability to host the tournament. As what you've seen from Oliver, uh, how much money they've put into infrastructure and getting the new stadium. So I think I think the the bigger work was done in terms of getting the the, the bid accepted. And because it's three countries, the the burden has been spread. So I want to believe that each country has the ability to organize the tournament. They are beat, you get the point. Mm. And I still come back to the issue. Uh, yes, you have the tournament, but do you have a team that can play? Do you have fans that can actually pay money and watch? I think the fans will pay the money. Yeah, but the fans will pay money only if they're excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, because it uh, exactly yes. a, a very interesting point. Yes. Uh, something that I've seen at the World Cup, but I've also seen at this competition. CAF and FIFA are very big advocates of um, fan packs. Because you won't have everyone coming into the stadiums, yes, but uh, you want uh, people in the fan parks uh, to be part of this excitement, uh, to be part of um, uh, this spectacle. But you also believe that it is from the fan park that somebody would want uh, to come to, to the stadium. Yes. I want to feel Ugandans are football mad people, probably not at the level of the West Africans, but they are. And you want to feel it's the same thing with Kenya, it is the same thing with Tanzania. Though you feel that uh, the more those countries stay in the competition, the mother fans will want to be part of uh, the competition but it also goes back to the planning team what plans are you putting in place to make sure that actually the fans show up in the stadiums even when your national teams are not playing but for me i believe those are things that for later we have so many pending issues that i will probably need to put in place for us to host a successful africa cup of nations until we see those infrastructure up and running (laughs) i don't know why i don't know why you don't have actually because I, it is not only about Uganda. Yes. It's about Kenya. It's yeah. about Tanzania. But, but look at it. Tanzania is ready in terms of they have what the biggest stadia. Mm-hmm. Kenya has just been, if you've been following Kenya, they've actually been refurbishing all their stadium. They've refurbished Kasarani. They've refurbished uh, the Moi Stadium in Nairobi. So I think in terms of infrastructure, you get the point. Mm-hmm. The, the key stadia 
I really get the point. You need six. Yeah. Two in, in the bid, uh, each country promised to deliver yeah, three. Two Uganda, two Tanzania, two Kenya. Tanzania has already two, Kenya has already two. Uganda has two. Yeah, I'm just talking of Nachibo compared to Hoima. Because for very, very good reasons. We, we must admit it that most of the economic activity in Uganda is in Kampala. Get the point. It is easier for you to fill a stadia in Kampala. Kampala than to fill it in Hoima. You get the point. And Hoima is going to take you, you're building from zero. We are now in 2024. Yeah, the promise is to have it ready in 18 months. I, I, I highly doubt. I highly doubt that we'll have it in It's even number which would be uh, just being rehabilitated. It took longer than, than than expected. So what about building a stadium from, mm. from, from, from zero to something? So if, if I was to ad- advise the local committee, I would rather they focus their attention on Najibomo Nambole. And then you can have media fun packs. I mean fun packs in the yeah. other I'm, 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 cities. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you advocating for Nachivo Stadium. Yes. And I'm equating it to the Feliz uh, Bonya yes. Stadium. Yeah. Which is also in the middle of the city. Though its location is not as congested as the location of uh, Nachimbo Stadium. And uh, you've been here, you live closer to the stadium. You know what it means or what happens on match day at such stadiums. How roads are blocked off and all that. I've not seen so many businesses inconvenienced here. How many vis- businesses will be inconvenienced if you're advocating of Nachimbo Stadium hosting the Africa Cup of Vision? <laughs> Just look at its location, the surroundings, and because on a, on a match day, you're closing roads as early as... Uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. That is true, but 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 I must also tell you that before Nambole was built, all our matches were being hosted in Nigeria. But maybe was, we never you, had. You're that. talking about two decades ago. I mean, yes. t- time has moved. True. The defan- the demands have have, yeah. have, have gotten tougher yeah. from uh, the the people who own these um, competitions. So, and there's a difference between hosting. Uh, an international friendly a qualifier of a certain tournament than actually hosting an actual tournament. Those are totally two different things. But you see what we need for Nachivo is, is the management of traffic flow. You get the point. Because if mm. you look even at Fufe Bonye, it doesn't have that much parking at the stadium. But you have the ability for fans to walk in and walk out and then of course they have accessibility in terms of, of, of public transport. Yeah, yeah, true. Yes. I would rather put my money on Nachivo than put it on Hoima. <laughs> the next time you come to Uganda, we need to visit Absolutely. the two of us. <laughs> I'm sure you will put my money on Nachimbo than on Hoima. I'm, I'm, I'm sure yes. you'll, you'll, you'll have a change of mind because, honestly speaking, unless <laughs> otherwise, I don't see Af- an Africa Cup of Nations played in Nachimbo Stadium. We are waiting to see how fast uh, the Hoima Stadium will be ready. Yeah. We are told as, as soon as funds are released. The people in charge of uh, the construction of the stadium a promise that uh, it can be done in 18 months so we are waiting to see of course um, tanzania they have already refurbished a stadium in zanzibar by the way that one of the stadiums they want to front for the for the africa cup of nations at uh, the benjamin mukapa stadium we are told works are already being done on, on on the stadium but they also plan to have stadiums elsewhere at kenya of course kasarani we hope that uh, it can be uh developed uh, to the level that it won't be it, it can be developed. Um, then we also been told that uh, they are trying to have a stadium in Kusumo. Uh, so probably that can also uh, be uh, ready uh, for 
for, for the competition but um, by and large you feel that uh, there is a lot of work to be done to for East Africa Uganda Kenya Tanzania uh, to be ready to host uh, the Africa uh, Cup of Nations but of course uh, the goodwill from the government is there as uh, something that uh, you need and uh, once you have that personal I believe and uh, funds are released on time you can have things done and uh, the tournament hosted successfully my only worry about this competition where the pressure is going to come from we are hosting an africa cup of nations after morocco and morocco because they are also hosting uh, the world cup uh, alongside uh, portugal and, and spain that will be in 2030 you believe that um, whatever they do for this africa cup of nations is going to try to advertise their country especially in their readiness out of that competition but also it is morocco we are talking about a country that once bid to host a 48 fifa world cup the one that is going to usa uh, mexico and canada single-handedly they bid to host uh, that, that tournament and uh, you, you looked at, um, at their bid and you felt they were going to do it because they are morocco i feel there will be there will be a lot of pressure because the eyes of the world now will be turning from this north african country to this african region why when you look at um the first africa cup of nations that was over the 24 nations that was in egypt 2019 you thought that um egypt raised the bar in in everything especially rather in everything much as they only got the rights to host the competition with i think six months of the competition you thought that cameroon did what was just enough for them to host the africa cup of nations you can say they maintained the standard from egypt Cote d'Ivoire, you can say that they have maintained the standards or even uh, they have uh, done a few things slightly better than those two uh, nations but you believe morocco being morocco and the way they have mastered the art of using uh, football in particular or sport in general to promote their their country and they are closer to europe so you're probably going to have more attention yes, in terms yeah. of journalists that are going to turn up the cuff tells us that uh five thousand six thousand journalists are, uh, applied for accreditation and they could only accredit uh, two thousand but also in terms of uh sponsorships um tv views all these things are going to improve because they have been going from tournament to tournament so you believe that uh, what is going to happen in morocco will slightly put a little bit of pressure on east africa probably the reason why we need to to up our game and uh, stop thinking that we still have enough time left okay it's 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 i definitely agree with you that uh, first of all first and foremost the standards in morocco are, are high uh, first of all in terms of being a tourist destination number one but also in terms of infrastructure they have uh, in terms of uh, playing infrastructure but the, we also have an advantage in east africa one we have the weather we have the people very true we and this is a divided responsibility like you did say earlier on if the organizing committee can start their work early enough i believe three years is enough time because this is a responsibility for three countries it's not like you're carrying the burden one person mm. and uh, I, I because of that uh, i think we'll offer some and it's the first time i think it's tough as hosting it so i think yeah, it, yeah, it, will, it will really be i mean it's, it's opportunity for us to sell you get the point and and i and most more countries africa i mean talk about the safari talk mm. about beyond the, the football the, we the, have too the, much football. there's too much to offer i think it will be wonderful we have seen from Diva, we'll see next from morocco and i'm sure the organizing committee three years is enough it is short but if they're really committed because even the bid that they put in was not it took them a very short time to put the bid together 
But that's it and done. They now need to start planning. And let's be realistic. And that's why I'm not going for Hoima. You get the point? Because you better plan with what you have. People that don't want to ask what you have against Hoima. <laughs> Honestly, I, I'm possible looking at it in, in many aspects. Number one is that you have a study which is not there. You get the point? Mm. Number two, you have a government that is, is facing financial challenges. And we all know it. The budget budgetary cuts are ongoing. Mm. And and you can look at an example of the, 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 the facility in Captura. Mm. When, when was it commissioned to start? The one that is named after Stephen Kiprotich. Kiprotich. It's it's many years, and despite all the many gold medals uh, they, they, they have won, it's 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 never taken off. Get the point? It's it's year in year up. Yeah. So I would rather we stick with the facilities that we have. You get the point? And just focus on those ones. And that's that's the reason I'm recruiting mm. Hoima. But also the other side of it is in terms of money. You get the point? The economic sense of it. I'm not saying the people in Hoima cannot afford. You get the point? I'm not saying that. Mm. But I'm simply trying to say it is easier to fill a stadia in Kampala. You get the point? Than to fill a stadia in Hoima. In terms of the, the economic sense of it, and although there's a possibility that travelers can move from yeah, Kampala, yeah. yes, and, but, and you already have locals in there. Why I disagree? We have a team in the Ghana Premier League coming from that region, yes, uh, Chitara, Chitara yeah. Football Club. And the games they have played uh, for me, I felt outside the teams from West Nile or the Parakanda Road past in the, in the past, they have really had decent crowds. And Absolutely. I think the highest crowds in the uh, On the social calendar in, in Uganda, we've started having a marathon in the in, Western in Kassese, part, yes. in, in Kassese, yes. the Western part of Uganda. And um, the, the two editions that uh, we've had there, the, the turn up and the response from the locals, from the people in, in Kampala know that you feel that um, for me, it is a, a good sign that um, if you had a group that has probably Nigeria and Egypt playing there, without a doubt, you will have numbers uh, feeling that 20,000 or 15,000 capacity seater that uh, they are going to have there because if they're not building uh, a 60, 70 or 80,000 right. capacity seater, it is a 20 to 15,000 capacity seater. So I believe with all the sports activities that we already have in, in, in the region, it is a good start and promise that uh, even outside Uganda, you can have a stadiums filled for an activity like the African Cup of Nations. Well, if, if, if they will be able to put up the stadium in that short time, well and good. You get the point. Yes, almost as uh, we end the, the, the podcast, uh, something that you hinted on, but I would want us to expound. East Africa has too much to offer beyond the, the football. I mean, the, the safaris and all these things, and the, the nightlife. There are a few colleagues of mine, journalists from different African countries. Uh, there's one colleague from Ghana, and he was telling me, even if Ghana is based in Kenya or Tanzania, he will be based in Kampala. And uh, this is still always part of sport, that yeah. uh, beyond the football on, on the pitch, what else do you have to offer? Because what you offer beyond the football is what will attract people to want to come to be part of the experience of the Africa Cup of Nations. The locals but also the foreigners that will be coming in. The advantage we have over Morocco is that uh, one, the weather is good. It's, it's all year uh, summer. We can play whether January yes. or, or, or July. Nothing okay, right. It's too rainy. Yeah. Too, Number two, <laughs> too hot. Cost of living is, is affordable. Uh, and then we have variety of food and, 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 and fruits and, and all that. So in terms variety of... Variety of everything. Whatever of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You whether can't, you can't show, whether it's 360 degrees in Kampala yes. or Uganda and you don't get what you want. Yeah. So our only issue now is to, to sell ourselves very well and plan well. And I'm sure that if we plan very well, we will host something that will be fantastic. 
and like I did say, it's a shared responsibility. So it's mm-hmm. not only one country that is is, is going to have the strain of it, mm-hmm. like Cote d'Ivoire had mm-hmm. in terms of how much they have to do. But this is these are three countries shared across. Mm-hmm. So I believe that uh, we can pull off something. Yeah. I mean, the Kenya has done it. They they host the, the safari. The safari. I mean, the, the world safari. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's 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 something we can pull off mm-hmm. absolutely. And of course, uh, yet to be made official. But of course, I believe official communication will be coming out uh, in the coming days or weeks. Um, the East African region, Uganda, Kenya, Tanzania, alongside Zanzibar, we are supposed to host the 2024 chant that is most likely to be in September. Uh, so that tournament uh, is also supposed to prepare us for the African uh, Cup of Nations. So it is something that we'll probably wait for official communication. When, for, you, when you mean East Africa, do you mean a joint hosting? Yeah, yeah, a joint hosting alongside Zanzibar. You have four venues because yes. uh, the Chan Championship is a tournament of um, 16 teams, uh, four groups. So each country... So where do you put Rwanda? Rwanda has hosted Chan before. The reason why we are hosting Chan as a region is yes. to help us prepare Oh, for okay. the Afro. Then that's it, it is so because sense. it is the reason they requested yes. that uh, let us have the opportunity to host the Chan to help us prepare for the Africa Cup. Of so Asia. Chan is twenty twenty four. Yes, which is in this, September. This September. Okay, uh, that is a bit too near. It would have been good if it was in twenty twenty six, probably or twenty or twenty. Well, I mean, these are all days that are yes. that are yet to be made. Yeah, twenty twenty five would have been good because then you just in between twenty four and twenty seven. So twenty twenty five would have been good. Well, that's all the time we had for you on the Afcon with Clive podcast uh the last uh, that uh, we are doing um, from ivory coast and uh you are such a good um, audience aquaba you have been listening to the afcon with clive podcast in partnership with breeze travel and safaris your trusted travel experts ready for your next adventure call us at plus two five six seven seven two five eight seven two seven three or zero four one four two five three two five five or zero seven five one zero four three zero six six